Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Back from the Grammys, the NAACP Image Awards, the Oscars, and Fashion Week. Lady Ease is here to shape your curves and comfort. The Mind Nude Shapewear Collection is designed especially for women of color. Embrace your curves and look shapely and smooth in everything that you wear, from capris to work attire to that red carpet gown. Visit MindNudes.com to choose your style and your color. You'll find my new shapewear in Honolulu, Los Angeles, New York, and online at mynews.com. Brown Beauties, your best shape is yet to come at mynews.com. You're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you, for Thursday, September 17, 2015. This broadcast is designed to service the African-American communities in Chicago and around the world. Today's segment is called CBBN Business Journals. CBBN Business Journals will feature interviews with business owners, authors, and other innovators from around the world. Our guest today is Dr. Denise Ray, founder and CEO of Lady Lady Ease. Let me do that again. Our guest today is Dr. Denise Ray, founder and CEO of Lady Ease Limited, DBA Ease Collection. Back from the Grammys, the Oscars the NAACP Awards, and a spin on Fashion Week. We're going to talk today to Lady Ease about what's going on in the world of fashion. And we certainly want to touch bases with her on her many civic organizations that she's currently involved with. We want you to know that all of our shows and our entire network from the very beginning have been dedicated to keeping the memory and the spirit of Mayor Harold Washington on the minds and in the hearts of our people. We simply want you to take a few minutes to think back on the greatness in this man and his contributions to the city of Chicago. How do you remember Harold Washington? I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue, author of Black America, Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, now available on Amazon.com, and you can get your autographed copy of the Tough Questions at AskingOurselvesTheToughQuestions.com. I'm also a producer for this series and founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. And I want you to know we've got some great shows coming up. We have about five new show hosts. Um, so stay tuned for us and visit our website at Chicago's, that's Chicago with an S, Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, and be a part of all that we do. Now, today we're very excited to have Dr. Denise Ray who built Lady Ease from her home to a 7,000-square-foot facility. We also want to talk about her involvement in the fashion industry and about her career as a caregiver. Now, let's welcome Lady Ease to CBBN Business Jonas. Good morning. Good morning. Like, really good morning. <laughs> Thank you Thank for having you. me. Thank you. Yes. Oh, we, we, we're loving this. We're loving this. We start each show by asking the guests to share.
share with our listeners a little bit about themselves. And I know that you've been involved in multiple careers. So let's talk about Dr. Ray before Lady Eve. Share that with our audience, please. Well, um, the Dr. Ray, I call her the left side of my brain. Um, she, um, I retired as a clinical first responder in 2008, and I, as a clinical first responder, not only was I a private practitioner around the nation, how I was also um, a first responder at most major uh, man-made and natural disasters on U.S. soil in the last 25 years, and so those those incidents will include uh, Columbine, uh, school shooting, Oklahoma City bombing, uh, Katrina, 9-11. And so, again, when a clinical first responder is called in, it's it's mainly to diffuse the chaos amongst the first responders themselves so that they can bring calm to an already very much chaotic situation. And so I, I did enjoy that life Um Helping the people, uh, coming out of my, my, my origin is, um, from North Philadelphia. So I'm an East Coast girl for real. I'm a transplant here in Hawaii now. And so, uh, I bring that whole Philadelphia energy with me everywhere that I go. And so coming out of the inner city myself, it actually prepared me to understand the dynamics of how, um, people work in chaotic environments. And so I, I really did enjoy that that part of my career. Now I've pivoted to um, basically consulting and uh, and writing my second book uh, under the left side of my my brain. I am the author of my first book was uh, uh, the pain didn't start here: trauma and violence in the African American community. And so uh, when I speak to young people most specifically who are thinking in terms of going into any uh, area of behavioral health, I always tell them that the first place that you should look and to uh, assess and analyze is in your own community. You cannot become an expert outside of your community until you are very much versed in your own community. So Dr. Ray she has been a busy something. I worked under the Clinton administration for um, Dr. David Satcher, which was like the highlight of my career, actually. And it was from his guidance and his shaping that I became that independent um, responder that was called in for, again, uh, most na national disasters uh, around the U.S. border. So, anywho, she retired, and um, as a result of being at 9-11, uh, the entrepreneur, I am a serial entrepreneur, so everybody should just realize that. It's not that I can't keep a job, it's just that I keep a lot of jobs. And so I do a lot of different things, and I actually enjoy pivoting from one side of my brain, left side, um, to the other. And so as a result of being out there with nothing to protect myself um, from the particulate matter, and on September the 12th, it was still... Um, very, very, very toxic out there um, uh, environment-wise. And so I tore the sleeve off of my suit jacket, but while I was standing there, I thought, there's an untapped market here, and it was for a face mask, and that was that women, we weren't going to go into 
um, places like uh, hardware stores and get those white things. Those are ugly. So I actually designed and uh, made a washable, reusable face mask, and it's still on the market um, today. I actually have it in vending machines, and I'm moving that vending machine business uh, globally because the Asian market understands the protection from particulate matter through their um, their orifice or through their nose and mouth better than um, our, our American counterparts do. And so anywho, that was my first product to market, but the diva in me always existed because growing up in Philadelphia, my mom, she had two areas that she was focused on, and uh, I just, I recently, this uh, past Mother's Day, wrote a letter of, of thank you and acknowledgement to her for both sides, the left and the right side, a stickler for education, which actually led me to acquire a dual PhD and also a diva when it came to fashion. So she would take me in the straw bridges and water bakers and have me a matching hat and coat sets from Rothschilds. And so that stuck with me um, as far as the fashion part uh, was concerned. And so at any rate, we, we fast forward to uh, me retiring and I didn't want to make my product, and this is what has to be really clear to the listener and to um, other uh, brown folks out there that have a desire to be their own boss and to be an entrepreneur. I did not want to make my product outside of the borders of the United States. And so being that adamant meant that I could not find a manufacturer here in the United States, most specifically here in the state of Hawaii, to make my product. I was having it made by um, seamstress in their house. They call them contractors. But I needed to go to production because this product was moving very rapidly through, um, through the marketplace. So I stood up my own manufacturing company without any experience. Would I do it that way again? The answer is no. But I had to make take a stand and say that, you know, nothing is impossible for us to do if we put forth our effort, pound the cement, um, and get things done. So establishing the manufacturing company, um, uh, 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 facility here in Hawaii, it was an overwhelmingly very expensive uh, undertaking for my husband and I. We literally invested all of our savings, all of our retirement, our investments. We cashed them in because it was necessary for, again, my neighbor to have a job and not for me to send my resources out of the state and out of our country over to any place else to um, make the, their economy uh, grow. And so with that sacrifice, it was a struggle, um, Sonia, I need to tell you. It was a definite struggle, and it was mostly a struggle because manufacturing is a totally different beast than being a tailor or a seamstress. When you're a tailor, a seamstress, you're normally focusing on one item, one garment at a time, maybe for one or more persons, but you're never thinking in terms of multiple productions. And when you build a manufacturing to be successful, you may be looking at a client that's asking for tens of thousands of units of the same item in different sizes and different colors. The however is, is that 
people are normally never trained to do that. So our past generation, the Americas was good with manufacturing in Philadelphia. We had a little hub there. Uh, Albert Nippon was coming out of Philadelphia. So there was production there. There was factory. There was industry. And because that industry left the United States, we never um, we never trained the next generation to have any industrial ideas. So what happened is that um, there was a, not only a battle ensuing from my standpoint as, a, as an entrepreneur to keep my product here in the United States, but it was also in response to President Obama's call to bring manufacturing back to the U.S. He didn't say what kind of manufacturing. The however is is that um, my argument to the legislation here in Hawaii was that if they looked around the room and it was jam-packed that day that I gave my testimony on behalf of manufacturing in the state of Hawaii, I said, look around the room. Nobody in here is naked. This is a trillion-dollar in multi-trillion dollar industry, and yet we're only relying on our our revenue to come from one area, and that's tourism. And so, again, with those efforts, we are now able to, um, I have just stood up a small um, manufacturing training facility, um, most specifically for Native Hawaiians and most specifically for women who are recently released from incarceration, single um, women, single parents, and uh, people who uh, fall below or at the poverty level as it relates to income and resources. And my my ultimate goal is to produce the fabric, to produce the cotton, grow the cotton, produce the thread, move the thread into um, uh, fabric, produce the fabric garments, and then export to the world. And so it is. it continues to be a very overwhelming goal that I'm reaching for. But let me just say this to you. I'm still reaching. That's right. That's right. Okay. I love it. I'm I love it. Reaching. Okay, I'm still reaching, and all of I keep telling people, both young and mature, that um, you know, uh, stumbling blocks in the pathway of life are not stop signs. So when you get to those stumbling blocks, I I seriously encourage you to reach out and grab a hold to life, grab a hold to someone, grab a hold to a vision, to a dream, to an idea. Move that idea forward in your mind. Place it in your heart. And you will find that the next morning that you wake up, you so some of those stumbling blocks will still be there, but you'll figure out how to motivate and move yourself Manipulate yourself around those blocks as opposed to using them as a stop sign and stopping yourself from reaching your most potential. Um, so, again, uh, the, the manufacturing here, I, I have some points, that, and I, I am so – I wake up every morning. Let me just be real clear to you. I wake up every morning with such gratitude in my soul. 
and it's because I have not not had difficult times in my life, but it's because I've had those difficult times and I continue to strive and move forward that I am here to tell you that I am so grateful to be allowed another opportunity to move forward and to move past those challenges, that I can only do one thing, and that is to continue my philanthropy and continue my benevolence throughout the world because there's still so much need there, then that is what keeps me doing multiple things as opposed to just one thing. So I hope that that's clear now why I, my left side does things, my right side does things. And it is because there is purpose. There is purpose in the miracle that I am as there is purpose in the miracle that you are. Once we find that purpose, it may not be one particular thing. It may be a multitude of things that you are assigned through life to get done. And those are the things that will help you help somebody else. And so, again, um, I get to the factory, and, and now we know how come I was just so adamant. My husband was like, oh, girl, you might need to just go back into practice. This is getting tough and difficult. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, we going to eat tomorrow. <laughs> So we eat out the same food, and so here's your dip, and I'll take my dip. I'm no really weed mine. I'm like, I'm energized now because I need to see this get done. And so at any rate, um, through the good graces, uh, I would become uh, friends with uh, President Obama's sister and um, one of the more proud moments, and I've had many of them, but in the factory would be that I would become the first. Of course, I am, and I say of course because you guys don't know this, but I am the first African-American woman to own a manufacturing company in the state of Hawaii. And as a result of that, I will become in history the first African-American woman to make garments for the first African-American president in his home state. And so while I have made um, pieces for uh, Mrs. Obama and his daughters, and I am proud of that as well, I have a triple down proud of having been in a very small group of people who have provided items for uh, President Obama. He will not be able to keep those, all of those items because of whatever their policies are when they're in office. But he, um, they will end up in either his museum or his library and or the Smithsonian. And so, uh, again, no different than him becoming the first uh, brown man as a president. They cannot change history. Okay, and so we, wherever those shirts end up, we will not ever be able to change the history that the first African-American woman-owned manufacturing company in the state of his birth um, was the first person to make those um, shirts for him. Now, I don't make his work garments. I, I have nothing to do with those custom suits, but I have a lot to do with all of those wonderful, uh, we call them Aloha shirts patterns with fabric from around the world, from Ghana, from Senegal, from silks from Cambodia, silks from Indonesia. And so those are the 
um, fabrics that I buy from around the world. And uh, the other part of me, again, the, the giver, the benevolent part of me, um, not only do I purchase these fabrics from around the world, but when I purchase them from um, the individuals, I allow them to determine what organization, nonprofit, or project that they would like some of the proceeds to go to um, from the garments that are made from their particular fabrics. And so that also applies to fabrics that I use from here in the state of Hawaii also. And so... Um, we we excuse me ladies yeah we need we need to take a pause okay you got it (laughs) you got it i think we need like three hours but anyway (laughs) you got it we're gonna have to take a pause this okay because we do put a commercial in we do it is a half hour show we do have two more minutes and i do want you to talk about your shapewear that, all right. That's all. I'm gonna leave all of all of that in. Let me say a few words here. <laughs> I love it. You're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. Today's segment is CBBN Business Journal. Our guest today is Lady Eve, founder and CEO of Lady Eve's Unlimited. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a short break right here, and we're gonna come back and talk about the shapewear industry, and we also want to talk about the NAACP Image Awards. Awards. Let's come back to that again. We're going to take a short break here, and we're going to come back and talk about the shapewear industry a little bit more and about MyNudes.com and what she's doing with that organization. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. Remember playing Bidwist on Friday nights all night long? Did you know you were writing history? The evolution of Bidwist has received warm responses from Bidwist players and black history enthusiasts across the USA. The Evolution of Bidwist is an authoritative book containing the most comprehensive information ever published on the subject. It's now available at RonaldLAllen.com. The book covers every aspect of the game, from its origin and growth period to its international expansion. Get your autographed copy at RonaldLAllen.com today. Sit down tonight with friends to a game of Bidwist. Visit RonaldLAllen.com today. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. We're back and you're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. Today's segment is CBBN Business Journals. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. We are reaching out to business owners to join us and be a part of this journey. And if you're interested in sponsoring a show, simply give us a call at 773-609. 2226 for details. That's 773 609 2226 for details. Let's welcome back Lady E, founder and CEO of Lady E's Limited. And you've done so many things, and you really answered one of my questions that when you first started talking about you were in all those traumatic situations, calming other people and servicing other people, how do you service yourself? Because a caregiver must be traumatic themselves, and I figured it must be by working more, <laughs> Dr. Ray. That's well, what I could call I, it. Not more, necessarily more, more. working more, but here's what I've done. I've, I've, get, I've, I've got a new pastime, and um, that pastime is me. 
And so I shut myself down, like even, you know, we were talking briefly this morning that I didn't get to emails yesterday until first thing this morning. So I'm, I'm, I'm balancing myself like that. When I was literally in the trenches, girl, I had my own clinician on speed dial because it got very, very difficult out there. You cannot protect your heart and your emotions from all of the devastation that you see other human beings met on. On human beings and so with that being said girl the creative side of me does help me to remove myself from the tragedies of life and so um, when we talk about the my news collection I need to say to all of my brown ladies out there my brown beauties I worked hard on your behalf to bring this line of shapewear for you and I'll say this tell us, um, about, it. Tell us about the shapewear lady East Girl, it started with just my fit models in the factory, and they had a few little imperfections that they would like to have camouflage underneath the garments. And I thought, you know, um, not for nothing, uh, there are many shapewear lines and compression garments that are out there on the in the marketplace. But I know for certain that some nobody did this. Nobody looked at the variety of skin tones that exist in the brown girls marketplace that's the first thing and nobody can nobody focused on booty and hips and so um uh, the doctor part of me did not want to create another compression garment. Understand me clearly, ladies, when I tell you that compression garments are are dangerous. Um, they they do compress the organs. They do cause damage. And there's a lot written that's not being exposed to the public about the damages that compression garments bring to um, human beings. And so understanding those things through research, I wanted to bring something to the marketplace for women. Um, and the color is where the My News, that's M-I-N-U-D-E-S um, dot com comes from, is that again, for decades, we have gone into stores, boutiques, department stores, online, spent billions of dollars and looked ashy in what was considered nude. And so that could no longer happen. You either went that way, ashy, or you went black. And so now you have a, a choice to go with chocolate or mahogany or uh, bronze. And so and we're constantly adding to the colors. But let me tell you how difficult this process is. The, because the colors never existed, I literally have to dye the thread and to get to the fabric colors to match the skin tones of women of color. So again, ladies, I need to tell you that I went to work on your behalf. My first designer was Japanese, and so the the garment that she created for me and the pattern that she made uh, was too short in the torso, so I had to buy me a brown woman with some booty who understood making concessions for booty and hips. And so that's what happened. And thus, the My News um, line came about. Uh, we've made a lot of concessions here uh, in, in consideration for women, and most specifically for women of color. So not only does it come in the browns of skin tone, but it comes in purple and yellow 
and black and white and hot pink. And also, we considered that you don't want to dismantle yourself when you're fully dressed on the red carpet. So we made concessions for you to be able to go to that restroom with that undergarment on and not have to dismantle yourself. And ultimately... This was what the most critical thing because we're we're not going to tell, disclose what um, fabric we're using for all our, our competitors out there. But we will say this: that you can be cool the whole time that you're wearing your garment. And so um, okay, we don't Lady use e. nylon. Excuse me, Lady E. Lady yes, e. We have three minutes. This is what I need okay. you to do for me. Okay. I need you to tell us. Give me a sixty-seven conclusion. And to use the website, tell us where we find your products and what we will okay. find. 60 seconds. Okay. So, ladies, in order for you to stay uh, cooler, drier, and shapelier with ease, I need you to go to www.mynudes.com. That's www.mynudes.com. And you'll be able to see the whole collection there, and you'll understand when you make your purchase that we had you in mind when we went to our shapewear line. That's wonderful. Lady Ease, we have sure enjoyed this, and we we must, must, must do it again because we want uh, your perspectives on the Grammys, the Oscars, and because you had uh, you had clothing out there, and you are a designer as well. So there's a lot of little things that we did not touch bases on, but the things that we did touch bases about were very, very important and very, very important for our brown beauties to hear. Love hearing about this shapewear. We don't talk about the shapewear industry. We don't even use that term as much, but we're going to start using it now. Lady Ease, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Minds.com, that's M-I-N-U-D-E-S. Is there another website, Lady Ease? Is that the main one? Uh, that's the one that we want to focus on this morning, Sonia. I wanted to say for briefly, very briefly, thank you so very much for having me. Um, as you can tell, I'm very passionate about everything that I touch, and I'm so grateful for the gifts that I've received. And we're so grateful for you being here. You've been listening to Chicago's Black Business Network, All Black, All News, All You. Look for some new shows coming up in the next couple of weeks, and we thank you for joining us. You can go in our archive and listen to our over 275 previous shows. Thank you, Lady Eve, and thank you, audience, for being with us today. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Appreciate you, ladies. Everyone, enjoy your week. Goodbye. Thank you, and aloha. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.